Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, mom, Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. Hey, friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so happy you're here. Every week on this show, I invite a girlfriend to join me, and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Hey, guys, today's episode is brought to you by Heifer International. Are you still looking for a gift for someone this year? Just one goat from Heifer International can provide a family with nutritious milk. The gift of an animal from Heifer increases access to education, empowerment, and dignity. And the more gifts you buy, the more families that you can help. It's an easy way to give gifts that really matter to all of your family and friends. This is no ordinary gift. Learn more at heifer.org slash happy hour. That's heifer, H-E-I-F-E-R dot org slash happy hour. All right, guys, you are listening to episode number 173, and my girl Amanda is here. Hey, Amanda. Hey. So we're going to do a recap of 2017. We're going to do a recap of the happy hour, what that's been like. We're going to do a recap of our lives. I mean, mm-hmm. that sounds kind of boring, but we'll do that as well. <laughs> um, and we'll just chat about what we loved about the happy hour. I love it. Let's do it. So first of all, just if people don't know who you are, which they should for sure by now, you are, I'm going to say all the words to describe you. Are you ready? Oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> okay. You're um, a wife and a mom. You work with me. Mm-hmm. You do all of the behind the scenes work. Uh, you are a stocking creator. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You're an invitation creator. Remember you used to have your Etsy? Yeah, I don't really do that anymore. I know but, you used to though. Yeah. You're good at it. Um, you have supper club at your house. Mm-hmm. You're a supper clubber. Mm-hmm. You go to kids at fundraisers at their school. I don't <laughs> yes. do that. So I think I should tell you that. Okay. So what else is about you? That people should know. Uh, gosh, I don't know if I would add anything to that. I have been a marathon runner. You've run a lot of marathons. Yeah. How many? 16, but I don't know if we'll continue that. We'll see. How old were you when you ran your first marathon? Oh, um, it was 2005. So I would have been 24. Wow. That's when two of my boys were born. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) Yeah. 12. Yeah. So in 12 years, you've done 16 marathons. That's really good. Okay. We're going to jump into uh, 2017. So 2017 started, actually, you were on one of the very first 2017 episodes when we used to do the happy half hour. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a good chance to tell people because we never told them that we're not doing it anymore. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know. We stopped that. It just, it wasn't, it wasn't our favorite thing, but you were on the happy half hour and we recorded it when we were in Spain together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we were there for New Year's. We went in December and we went the end of December. Yeah. One of the things that I don't know if you're listening, if you know, is that Amanda and I both go to the Austin Stone Community Church. Um, Amanda's husband's an elder, my husband's an elder and on staff. And one of the things that we do every other year for all of our goers, which is like a missionary, mm-hmm. is we get them together and kind of put on a conference for them. I guess we would say it like that. Mm, like a conference slash retreat. Slash retreat for sure. Yeah. 
So uh, there's teaching and worship, but there's a mm-hmm. lot of retreating. Yeah. You're right. Like we really want to just love on them and bless mm-hmm. them. A lot of these people are living, um, well, most of them are in unreached people groups, which would be people groups that have not heard about the gospel of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. And so a lot of them are the only Americans in their city or village or wherever they might live. A lot of them for sure are one of the few believers. And right. so we want to p- give them an opportunity to just kind of rest and be with believers and worship and everything. And this was your first time to go. Mm-hmm. What'd you yeah. think about it? I thought it was incredible. I mean, a lot of the role that I had was to help care for the kids. So the parents were able to rest because these family, you know, these families are coming from all over the world and um, they're exhausted. And so we're, we're taking their kids and allowing the parents to rest, but also giving the kids like, an awesome time. So we're putting on kids programming and throwing them dance parties and things like that. So that was really fun. But the first day, I guess I got to sit in on the teaching and the worship. And it was just a really powerful experience to be in a room with people that a lot of them are not able in in the countries that they're in, they're not able to worship freely and openly. And um, to see them just be able to worship without abandon was really powerful. I agree. It was, this is, we've done this twice so far, our church has, and this was my second time to go. And that has been one of my favorite things as well, is to really be able to witness that, what you just mm-hmm. described, is that worship without abandon because they don't have that. Um, but it was just, okay, so that's how we started out 2017 together. And I think it was just beautiful and yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Um, and the first time I went on this uh, retreat conference for our goers, I read one of my favorite books I've ever read on the way there. 10 who changed or 10 people probably who changed the world by Danny Aiken. Hey, I've never even heard about it. I know, but it's just, it was really cool for me to read it the first time I went over there because it was 10 missionaries who've changed the world. So it was really cool. Um, Okay. So we started out there. And then last year I actually went a lot of places. Yeah, I went to Kenya with Compassion International with Sophie Hudson and Bree McCoy and Sean Groves and, it was a really great trip. And Sophie and I actually did a podcast about it that you can listen to. And then I went to Ireland with my boo. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really ever say that publicly. I can't believe I just did on this podcast. I don't really call him that. I actually only say that to you, Amanda, because you always give me the same giggle. (laughs) Okay. So I went to Ireland, Aaron and I went to Ireland and we had just a phenomenal time. Oh, and then I went to Guatemala. Yeah. International traveler this year. A lot of international travel. Yeah. I went with Noonday. Back to Boo for a second. What is Bay? <laughs> B-A-E? Doesn't it stand for something? I have no idea. I see it and I don't know, but it seems like people use it with friends. Do they do it with yeah, friends yeah. or with like and lovers? Booze. <laughs> <laughs> Boos and Bays. <laughs> okay. So I just looked it up and Google tells me that Bay, B-A-E, is a person's boyfriend or girlfriend. So Aaron's my bae. Or, or your boo. Or my boo. He's my boo bae. <laughs> oh, that's gross. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And back to our conversation. Um, Guatemala. I went with Noonday Collection uh, and some great girls there as well. So that was fun. Yeah. What was the best thing about 2017 for you? Good question. I didn't do any international travel besides Spain. I went to Puerto Aransas. <laughs> could be considered international travel. Y'all went there for spring break, didn't you? No, no you went in the summer. Summer. And honestly, it was probably one of my highlights from the year. We just, I just love family vacations. It's such a value for me growing up. We valued it even though we didn't 
you know, we didn't have a lot of money growing up. Um, but for whatever reason, like we were able to do family vacations, even uh, grew up in Waco. So some of our vacations were tent camping in San Antonio, but it was always a value. Um, and our kids are, I've got three boys. So at the time they were seven, five and two, and we were at the beach. We had never been to the beach before with the boys. So that was fun to see them see the beach for the first time, but they were like miraculously not very hard. We had just a great time and everybody was exhausted by like eight o'clock and we were too. We, I mean, we didn't stay up past 10 any night, Yeah, but I look back, that's definitely one of my highlights from the year. We had such a good time as a family. You know, I was telling someone the other day about you and vacations. And one thing that I've never seen anyone do besides you, and I actually love it, is that you've taken vacations before where you've left your baby at home. Oh, yeah. And I've never seen anyone do that. And I've never heard you feel guilty about it ever. Yeah. You haven't ever, have you? No. So I didn't feel guilty, but it was hard. Um, And I, I, but was it worth it? I'm trying to think if you went to Missouri. yeah, Yeah. I think I've just done that once, but yeah, we, it was the summer. So Wade, my little one was like seven months old and I had been finished nursing. So that wasn't a thing, but it was the summer before Rhett, my oldest was starting kindergarten. And so we just, you know, that's a huge transition for a family. So we left Wade with my mom in Waco and spent like probably five days without him. And he, he did fine. He was totally fine. We've FaceTimed with him a couple of times and that was, it made it harder for him. So we just decided not to do that anymore. I don't, I don't think I felt guilty about it, but probably hormonally it was hard. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. but I like it because you, you probably not, it's not like you enjoyed your family more, but let's be honest, the seven month old versus, you know, a five-year-old oh, yeah. is hard and you're doing different stuff and nap times and feeding times. Right. And so you were able to really invest in Rhett too. You're one that was going totally. into kindergarten. Yeah. Oh, they were so easy that year. They were, they would have been five and a half and three and a half. And we had the best time, but we could not have done everything right. we did with yeah. Wade and tow. Yeah. So Port Aransas, <laughs> yeah. we did that for spring break. Mm-hmm. Did we stay at the same place? We were in Cinnamon Shore. Okay, which is great. Which I highly recommend. Yeah. It's kind of the seaside of Texas. Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. And then Harvey came through. Yeah, like two months later, yeah. I guess. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Our family vacation. Oh, we went in an RV again. Oh, yeah. We do yeah. that. We've done that to two Big summers Bend. now to Big Bend and to Marfa and Terlingua. And my kids eat that up. Yeah. They love it so much. Oh, It's a lot of work for Aaron. If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike. And it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a -a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interest. 
Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit CARON.org slash lost. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Okay, so 2017 travels, good. Yeah. Family time. And then you've had like a harder, hardest, yeah, hard last two months. Past few months have been tough. Three um, months. Yeah. Beginning in October, I was diagnosed with ventricular tachycardia, which is um, just a, it's like a something misfiring in my heart that causes this arrhythmia that could be really dangerous. They told me it was life-threatening. And so I went through a battery of testing in October, a ton of stuff. I had an electrophysiology lab, a heart cath, a cardiac MRI, a nuclear stress test, all this stuff, and everything was coming back non-conclusive. So the diagnoses that they were kind of throwing out were very scary, particularly there's one called CPVT that they were very close to diagnosing me with. CPVT stands for catecholaminergic polymorphic ventricular tachycardia. A lot of big words. Super big words and super scary. It's, it comes with a very high risk of sudden cardiac death. Um, it's what, when you hear about kids that suddenly die on the football field or things like that, it's often what they're diagnosed with because kids will live perfectly normal lives and then all of a sudden their heart gets in this super dangerous rhythm and then they're laying on the football field. Um, and so they say that sudden death is often the first symptom mm. that somebody would have. So for me to be 36 mm. and to have run 16 marathons and to not have died yet would ha have been a miracle had I had that disease. Now we're pretty close to saying, in fact, I think my doctor would say now that he knows Definitely I don't, I don't have, have that, that. Uh -huh. but that's what was on the table as kind of a four front for like a month. Mm -hmm. But just two weeks ago, I went in for an ablation. So they, he really didn't, my doctor didn't really know what he was looking for, um, but had done all these tests previously and saw that there was something that looked like it was coming from my outflow tracks. So your blood flows through your heart, through the top, through the atria, down into the ventricles, and then through the outflow tracks to the rest of your body. And Did so you know all that before. No. Okay. I, I mean, was I like, should I know this? I'm no. nodding. Like, yeah, I remember this no, in no, high no. school. Okay. No. no, I practically have felt like a cardiologist <laughs> after all this, but yeah. So he's, he's looking at all these tests, you know, all the papers with the squiggly lines with my, my heart rate on them. 
And from whatever he is able to see and put together from all these other, other tests, that's what he feels like is happening, that there's something there. And so they go in for another electrophysiology lab, um, except they're wanting to do ablations this time. They do this mapping, which I don't really understand how it's done. But what they ended up finding was that in my outflow tracks, there was a tiny, tiny, like we're talking millimeters, structural abnormality, which looked like a little ridge. He showed me a picture of it. It looks like a tiny little ridge. And so what was happening was when I was running, because this arrhythmia was only happening when I was running, was that something was misfiring up against that ridge, causing my heart to go into this Mm -hmm. rhythm. And so what they did when he saw that ridge was he was able to target around that. And he ended up doing in that five hour surgery, 28 ablations, um, which would just seems crazy. Oh my gosh. It blew my mind when Doug, my husband told me that when I woke up, because I was thinking we were going in for like one or two, Uh 28. So he said when I woke up that after he was finished with those ablations, he tried to induce the arrhythmia that I had previously been feeling and experiencing, and he was unable to do so. Which is great news. Great news. Yeah. And so I woke up to really good yeah. and happy news yeah. um, with that. So and now he knows if I were to experience that arrhythmia again, we wouldn't go to a defibrillator or things like that, that um, he would bring me in for more ablations, ablations. and try to yeah. target you know, that, that area again. And he put something in you. Yeah. So I, I have a can heart. Can I see it? Uh, well, I mean, no, like, you can, can, does it stick up at all? No. I mean, you can feel it a little bit. It's a heart rate monitor that's been implanted and it's on your heart. I mean, it's like in my chest, but a, I don't, I don't know exactly where it is in relation to my actual heart, but it's in there. It, that kind of stuff weirds me out. So I haven't really touched it very much. How do they get that in? It's like, through a syringe. I mean, what's a little cut uh, I'll show you, but it's Uh like a little V. So they cut, they shoot it in and it's, they say it's like a third of the size of a AAA battery. So it's very small. Yeah. A third of the size lengthwise. I mean, so it's as long as a AAA battery, but it's not as thick as a AAA battery. So I, I can feel it a little bit. And it's kind of freaky. It is. And it's going to be there for three years. Okay. And so if you forget about it, right? Surely. Yeah. But I think I'll get to go on the fast track in the airport. (laughs) Hey, you always a silver lining. Okay. So that's in there Mm -hmm. just for them to monitor. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So it uploads every night. I have a thing that's under my bed Mm -hmm. and it uploads to my doctor every night, my heart rate for the whole day. Wait, time out. There's a thing under your bed that connect, that kind of like gets the talks to it. Yeah. So it's, it's like the base. It's like Alexa. (laughs) (laughs) Alexa, where's my heart rate monitor? Yeah. And then it tells the doctor every day. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Every night at midnight, it's supposed to talk to my doctor. Can we just say like, like praise God that you didn't live in like 1878? Uh, Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, and we talked about this, but like all this stuff that they did, they went through my leg. Which is crazy. To do. So they're not cutting my chest open and yeah, it it is insane, which by the way, my leg here is black and blue. Really? It is so Because they were in for so long and had to move around. I don't know. It's really gross. That's crazy. Yeah. So do you feel like 
do you feel like a sigh of relief with this outcome? I, yes, I do. I'm, I will say I'm still in a weird place emotionally. Yeah. Um, Doug and, and, and you, like a lot of my community is like really over the top, like excited um, and celebratory. I think I just feel still pretty emotionally drained mm-hmm. by the whole yeah. deal. It's just been a long couple been a of long months. Couple of months. And you went to like, I remember when you first got that, it could be this, yeah. which one of the, you know, things that could happen is sudden death. Right. I feel like that was just like, was that your lowest? Yeah. It was um, this initial shock as well. Like all yeah. of a sudden something's wrong. Oh, and this something could kill you immediately right. without any warning. You're just going to drop dead in your kitchen yeah. while you're playing with your kids. Right. I mean, that's like our worst fear, right. right? And so I feel like you've been on this emotional roller coaster. And then like, oh, maybe it's not. Well, it still could be yeah. or it might have a defibrillator or, you know. And so right. I just feel like you've been on an emotional roller coaster. And so yeah. to me, this feels I've never been through what you've been through, but maybe kind of normal, maybe. Yeah, probably, probably. I think I'm just still kind of reeling from, you know, you, you rely on your body. Mm-hmm. We rely yeah. on it mm-hmm. without even knowing. Yeah. It. And when it fails you, you realize like how fragile yeah. it is. It's it just, was really your first time to have to deal with some kind yeah. of body thing. I mean, I know yeah. there's probably some listeners who have walked through cancer right. or their spouse has or their right. kids have, and they are understanding what you're talking about right. a lot more than even I can, because I too have never had my body quote unquote fail me in some right. ways, you know? Well, and I, when I've talked to friends that have had, that have walked through cancer, it does feel very similar in that I was perfectly fine. And then, and then one all day, of a sudden yeah. a doctor calls mm-hmm. and my whole life turns yeah. upside down. Yeah. And it's similar if, unless you've been experiencing some symptoms, if you totally. have cancer that, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you go in for your annual check or whatever. And then and all, all of a sudden, sudden your life has worst turned news ever. Yeah. upside down. Yeah. Well, and another thing too, that I think that has been really good that you've done that I don't see a lot of people do is you and Doug have been going to counseling just to kind of process these feelings because it's not like you're on two separate pages per se, because it's like you're dealing with an illness and not like nothing tragic in your marriage per se, but just kind of talking through those things. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. It's been really good. Really good for us. Austin Stone Counseling Center. Yep. Love it. Mm -hmm. All right. Anything else in 2017? I think those are the highlights. Highs and lows. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's see what we talked about in the happy hour. Okay. So, Amanda listens to every single show and I always joke that she's my only friend that really does because she has to. <laughs> um, I actually have other friends that listen. Stacey McNeil <laughs> listens every week. Does she? Yeah. Cause she tells me, are you, here's the question though. I don't think my friends don't listen cause they don't like me, but they just don't listen to podcasts. Yeah. Do you listen to more podcasts now? Uh, I have started to listen to more. What's your favorite show besides the happy hour? How I built this. Yeah. Still. Uh-huh. And I'll listen to off camera with Sam Jones too. I love off-camera with Sam yeah. Jones. We also ha- have started listening to some with the boys. Um, there's one, uh, an NPR one called Wow in the World. Have Ooh, you heard of this? Uh, no. It's four kids, it, too too young for your kids. Okay. But um, they're like 20-minute shows, and they just talk about interesting things like that kids would be interested mm. in, like dinosaurs and yeah. farts. You yeah, know. Totally. Stuff like well, that. I have something to supplement that for your boys. I'm going to give you that indescribable oh, yes, um, yes. thing by Louis Giglio, yes. a kid's devotional. Yes. It's super, it's really beautiful and it's too late for you guys to get it for Christmas gifts, but I would highly recommend it. So I'm going to give that to you. Yeah. 
Okay, guys, I know you're loving this conversation that Amanda and I are having, but I want to thank our sponsors for today's show. And the first one is Wink. Okay, so I'm going to give you a task. Pick out a wine you're going to love, but there's a catch. It has to be one you haven't had before. Where would you start? Amanda? Okay, I'd want a Pinot Noir, mm-hmm. probably, mm-hmm. or a cab that's oaky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But how would you figure that out? I'd ask the person. You'd ask someone. Yeah. I'd look at the label, but I want to tell you about Wink. W-I-N-C. Wink makes it easy to discover great wine because Wink's wine experts select wines matched to your taste, personalized to you, shipped right to your door, and just starting at $13 a bottle. There's nothing like coming home to a box of delicious Wink wine selected just for you. It's the best day of your month. I agree. All you need to do, this is what you need to do, Amanda. Instead of asking that guy at H-E-B to help you, you need to fill out Wink's palette profile quiz. Answer simple questions that your average store clerk wouldn't ask or translate into a recommendation. Questions like, how do you take your coffee? Amanda? Black. How do you feel about blueberries? Fine, neutral. The neutral. (laughs) Then Wink is going to send wines curated to your taste. The more wines you rate, the more personalized your monthly selections. Each month, there are new delicious wines like the insanely popular Summer Water Rosé. I'm a fan of rosé. Yes, you are. Yes, I am. No membership fees. Skip any month and cancel any time. Shipping is complimentary. And if you don't like a bottle they send you, they're going to replace it with a bottle you'll love. No questions asked. Wink also makes a great gift this holiday season. You can send a personalized gift card and let your recipient choose their wine from Wink's great selection. You don't have to guess what they like. Wink will figure it out. Okay, our next sponsor uh, for the happy hour today is Ring. Ring's mission is to make neighborhoods safer. Today, over a million people use the amazing Ring video doorbell to help protect their homes. Ring knows how home security begins at the front door, but it doesn't end there. So now they're extending the same level of security to the rest of your home with the Ring Floodlight Cam. Just like Ring's amazing doorbell, Floodlight Cam is a motion-activated camera and floodlight that connects right to your phone with HD video and two-way audio that lets you know the moment anyone steps on your property. See and speak to visitors, even set off an alarm right from your phone. Amanda, wouldn't you love to be able to see who's at your front door from your phone? Yes. That is what Ring does for you. With Ring's floodlight cam, when things go bump in the night, you'll immediately know what it is. Whether you're home or away, the Ring floodlight cam lets you keep an eye on your home from anywhere. Ring Floodlight offers the ultimate in-home security with high-visibility floodlights and powerful HD camera that puts security in your hands. With Ring, you're always home. Save up to 150 on a Ring security cam when you go to ring.com slash happy hour. Ring.com slash happy hour. Okay, back to the rest of our conversation with Amanda. Uh, Okay, so you listen to the show every week and you write my show notes and... I obviously am at every show. And so we want to tell you guys what are some of our favorite moments from 2017. And I'm going to make Amanda go first. Okay. Do you want, I don't want to hear your top show of the year. Or you you told me that you have several and different for different reasons. Yeah. So why don't we just start and you we'll go back and forth. Okay. So tell me one of your favorites and why. Um, Sarah Harmeyer. Oh. What this episode number summer, was that? It was episode number 144 this summer, June. And um, she has the tables. Neighbor's table. Neighbor's table. Neighbor's table, which are beautiful. And I want one. Yes. And um, she has a gift of hospitality for sure. And I feel like that's something that I, I just want to be so much better at. And we have so many excuses to not be good at that. You personally or people? Um, Both. Yeah. Uh Both, I think. I mean, for me right now, I feel like the excuses are my house, mm-hmm. my kids' ages, mm-hmm. you know, having people over is not 
fun for the people. And it's not very fun for us either mm-hmm. because we're having to like wrangle yeah. kids and things. So it was convicting to me to just hear how she does that in, in her stage of life and that it's that we're able to do that in whatever yeah. stage of life. I think she just did a really good job. She of, kind of debunked all those things that you just said. Yeah. Like you can do this and it doesn't have to be perfect. Right. Yeah. People just want to be invited. That is so true. Yeah. And she tells stories about that on that episode that make you go, she's right. Right. Yeah. Totally right. We just heard about somebody from our church that did that, that walked around and handed out invitations for a brunch and that he, that he had like 44 people show up and they didn't do anything fancy. They just had donuts and breakfast tacos like that they had bought. Yeah. They're just inviting people over mm-hmm. and people just want to be invited. It's totally true. I've seen that when I, when I moved to my neighborhood, I did a book club and I invited like a handful of people and told them anyone's invited. And I had people walk in my door that I had never met mm-hmm. before that I'm shaking their hand. Like, hi, nice to meet for, you for yeah. coming uh-huh. because they just were so hungry for yeah something like that. I love that. Um, I haven't even told you this. I think I'm gonna start a book club. Yeah. Out here with some friends out here. Yeah. I love, that. I love book clubs so much. And yeah. it's that, it's that kind of way too to kind of meet new people and it's a safe place. Right. It's not like a Bible study and yeah. it's not like a supper club where you have to bring food. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sarah Harmeyer. Mm-hmm. I love her. I think I talk about this in the show that I stayed with her once. Yes. I've stayed with her once. And this was the smallest thing, but it meant the world to me is that when I walked into my room, she had my bed made out. It was like a fold out couch, yeah. nothing fancy. Yeah. But next to the bed was like a bowl of chocolates and a note for me. That's so small. Yeah. And I literally felt so loved. Right. That's so, yeah, that's good. Okay, my turn. That. Yep. Okay. I just have, I don't have like a top favorite because I think that'd be mean. Um, but I'll tell you some of my favorites for reasons. So my favorites come from, did something stick out to me? Did something uh-huh. stay with me? Uh-huh. Um like, for example, the past year, I don't remember when it was, like Carrie Sowers interview has never left me yeah. because we talked about being creative and it yeah. was like a light bulb moment for me. Yeah. This year, one thing that kind of did that for me was Renee Swoop. Oh, yes. Number 125. Yes. So uh, I had never met Renee before she was on the show yeah. and I didn't really know that much about her. But she tells a story, I think it's towards the end of the show, about one of her sons. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Renee's in ministry. And so her kids have grown up in the church. And one of her sons basically said, I don't believe in God anymore. Yeah. And all this stuff is not for me. And the way that she talked about her and her husband walking with him through that, it, I loved it. Yeah. It really ministered to me as a mom and two kids that are younger than hers. Uh, it made me feel like, okay, this could happen. Yeah. And how are we going to love our kids through it? Yeah. And she told the story, and I'm not going to tell you the whole story because I want you to go back and listen to it, but she tells a story about her husband making breakfast for her son every morning in spite of his rebellion and all this kind of thing. So that's one that I really loved. Yeah. I I liked that one too. I forgot about that one. That was early this year. Was it? Like January. Wow. Yeah. That was a good one. Okay. Next for you. Um, Okay. So still kind of in the same vein as Sarah Harmeyer is a recent one. Um, with Cat Lee, mm. um, because she talked about, and so why I put these two together is just that I feel like they kind of hit on areas that maybe I'm already feeling like the Holy Spirit has been nudging me towards. And so Cat Lee talked about um, being intentional with her mornings. And I have, I mean, I'm talking years, felt God call me to spend my mornings with Him um, in the Word. And I am so disobedient with that. It is like just such a major labor for me to get out of bed 
not a morning person, but I wouldn't say I'm a night person either. And so I just have a hard time like <laughs> figuring out, um, you know, when my like sweet spot is. So, um, she just talked about waking up for your life rather than to your life. And that was really good for me to hear just a good reminder that, man, I am not my best self when I'm waking up to having to hustle kids out the door and throwing sandwiches together and things like that. Even if I have five to 10, 30 minutes before that, you know, craziness starts that, um, I'll have my head on straight. I'll have met with the Lord before it gets nuts. Yeah, I like Kat a lot. That was episode number 169. It just came out in November and she has a book out called Hello Mornings. And she has a podcast too. So find all things about Kat. But um, I, I'm in the same boat. Like I struggle in the morning so much. And I would say I'm a night person because Aaron and I can stay up late. But lately I'm really tired. So I'm not staying up late, yeah. you know. Um, but tell what Kat said yeah. that really, really, that you yeah. loved. So she talked about how, um, you know, so many times that we won't, if, if we just have five minutes or 10 minutes, we'll think it's, it's not worth it because we don't have an hour For God, to, to spend, spend time with you know, his like, word, yeah. well, th- that would be ridiculous if we translated that to our marriages. Like if I don't have time to go on a date with you, then I'm not even going to have a conversation with you yeah. in the morning with your boo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I thought that was so good to me because I, that is a pattern for sure in my life. Like with exercise, if I think if, if I, can't, I can't go run seven miles, then it's not worth it for yeah. me to run one mm-hmm. or two, you know? And so the same thing is true with my time in the word. If I don't feel like I have time to like have a in-depth mm-hmm. Bible study, it's, I'm often not thinking, well, I've got time to read a Psalm. Yeah or proverb, you yeah. know, I think Kat does that well too, because she has this like three minute morning that yeah. she talks about in her book. And I think that if she was sitting here again, she would say, definitely, we should spend more than right. one minute with the Lord, sure. but she's giving you that way of saying, Hey, we can take little steps and right. little steps. Right. Yeah. Okay. My turn. Yep. All right. One of my favorites for this year also, um, was Joy Egrich Reed. Is that oh, one that of yours? That was my next one. I think that's actually my favorite one of the whole year. Okay. She was episode number 130. We can share it. Yeah. Um, I loved it so much because I met Joy at If Gathering several years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't say we're like friends, you know, yeah. like, yeah. but we just have known each other through work. She was, it was such a fun interview it for was, me. Yeah, it was fun to listen to. It was really fun. Yeah. I think that's why I remember the most about it. Is it just being fun? Yeah. Like we laughed. She's hilarious. Yeah. Um, what did you love about it? So she talked about improv. Do you remember yes. that? Uh-huh. Um, and I just, man, she is funny. She's funny, but it was all, the whole thing felt like, you know, some, some of our shows are going to be tearjerkers right. for sure. This uh-huh. is not one. No. It's lighthearted, but she's doing a lot of things really well. She's interesting to listen to. She was funny. You guys talked about um, your fear of of sharks in a swimming yeah. pool. Oh, that was the best. <laughs> so ridiculous. Uh, it was just so fun. It's just a fun one to listen to. Yeah, she is fun. Do you follow her on Instagram? Okay, you need to okay. um, because she posts these videos. You know, she lives. She's living in France right, right now. She right. wasn't then, but she is now. Her and her husband live in Paris, and she posts videos of like her word of the day that uh-huh. she's because she's learning French. And her stories are just funny. She's she's just a really fun person to yeah. follow as well. Yeah. 
I liked her a lot. And she had just gotten married. Well, yeah. like I think a year, year. previous. Uh-huh. Yeah. And talked about they had a really fun wedding. It sounded yeah. like they had a really fun wedding. I wasn't there, but it looked really fun. Yeah. yeah. Okay, here we go. Okay, so since we both had joy, I'll tell you another one of mine because I have I couldn't decide, so I have a lot written down. Another one of mine was number 154 with Latoria Wilson. Um, that was one of my favorite shows. Um, Latoria lives in Dallas and we met each other through the Sparrow Conference. Mm-hmm. And she's a rapper, which first rapper on the happy hour, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so we just had, I thought we had a really, really important engaging conversation about race relations. And I always love those conversations. Um, I feel like I learned so much from them. Um, whoever the woman that I'm speaking with about it, I've talked with race relations with a couple of ladies on the show, mm-hmm. um, in the past year. And so, uh, Latoria was just, it was a really interesting conversation. Um, and actually, Aaron and I were just talking last night about something that had to do with race. And there was a, a white woman on the TV who was saying, oh, well, we haven't had race relation problems in Alabama since the 80s. And I was like, well, it's because you're white. Yeah, That's right. why, you know. <laughs> right. And so those conversations to me are really important and valid to me as a white woman, because I always say I don't feel like these conversations would be unfortunately, on the forefront of my mind if I didn't have black children. And so I love that I get to have these conversations on the happy hour where unfortunately, the majority of my listeners are white. Um, and so I, I love bringing that yeah. to the table. It's, yeah, it feels sure. really important work for me. Yeah. And so that conversation was really, really good for me. So that mm-hmm. was one of mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. All right. This was one of my favorites and I'm sure you already know. Catherine Lowe. Catherine Lowe, number 157. Yes. I wrote it down, but I knew you were going to take it. Okay. Okay. Why did you love it? Well, I'm not proud of it, but I do love The Bachelor. <laughs> There's nothing wrong. There's no shame here. There's no shame here. Yeah. So um, I watched that season and I just, I mean, I am a fangirl of Catherine Lowe. I don't get very like starstruck about many people that we have on the show. Actually, she's the only person I've ever seen you get starstruck about. Yep. And <laughs> like you get giddy. <laughs> yeah. So she's not very good at email. I learned. So I had to text her to get her, you know, like to get us on the, uh-huh. coordinated and I had to play it cool. <laughs> Have y'all talked on the phone or just text? No, just Okay. You haven't called her. <laughs> you didn't call her to congratulate her on a new baby. I <laughs> no. uh, want to, you know, um, but I loved her episode. I mean, I just loved her even more than what I knew about her already um, and loved hearing kind of the behind the scenes of The Bachelor and Dancing with the Stars and stuff like that, which she wasn't on, but Sean, Sean was. was. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was, it was good for me. <laughs> that was a super fun interview for me personally as well, yeah. because I'm not like as big as a fangirl as Catherine as you are, but I did watch that yeah. season yeah. and I did like her a lot. Mm-hmm. And I've followed, you know, we all follow them on Instagram yeah. and she seems so just down to earth yeah. and she's exactly like that in our interview. Yeah. I mean, she literally sat on the couch, put her feet up in a little crisscross applesauce, mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. her little headband on with the cat ears on right. <laughs> and just, she was just completely there. So and yeah. yeah, so who have you gotten starstruck over anyone we've had on the show? Well, you know, I was really nervous when I interviewed Kathy Lee Gifford yeah. Yeah. because she's just been 
on my wish list. Yeah. I really, I just have always been really intrigued with the way that she carries herself on TV. Mm-hmm. Whether you like her personality or not, she's been pretty bold in her faith. Yeah. And she's made it all these years. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so I don't think that her being bold in her faith has hurt her. Yeah. So I respect that and I like that. So I was starstruck interviewing yeah. her, really starstruck. Okay. So, Catherine. Yes. Big fan. Big fan of Catherine. Okay, that was yours. So it's my turn. Yeah. Ellie Holcomb, number 162. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. Ellie was recent and I really like what she does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a big fan of her work, yeah. you know? And yeah. so it was exciting to sit down with her. And we were, we sat down in person when I was in Nashville. And so she talked very candidly and openly about just her and Drew walking through some marriage stuff mm-hmm. and counseling and depression and anxiety. And she brought the word about one of her girlfriends and her just being in the word and letting that saturate your life in the midst of depression and anxiety, even if those things never go away. Right. Um, We had a really good response from that show as well. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. Really good. What you got? One more? No. You're done? Yeah. Those are my top four. Okay. I'll give some honorable mentions then. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, When Abby Campman came in, Number yes, 168. Yes. I, I felt really like special that she shared her story yeah. with me. And she's not someone that you know. Right. Like she's not quote unquote famous. She's haven't written a book. She yeah. doesn't write music, but she had a really great story. Yeah. Um, another one of mine, um, only because she's a friend of ours too. And she has a really cool story. Julie Manning. Yes. Number yeah. 128. Uh, Julie is a friend of ours. Her she, They go to our church. Her husband's also an elder. Julie had heart issues as well yeah. where her heart stopped. Right. Yes. Yes. At church. At church. Yes. Yeah. And so that was just, um, I think it was a special interview too, because I know her, yeah. you know, and so there's that, yeah. but those are some of our favorites. Yeah. It was a good year. It was a really good year. Are you- Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am on how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions looking forward to anything for 2018? Yeah, a lot is happening in 2018. Yeah. Where should we start? Who are you looking forward to having on the show? Um, I have some dream guests I want to have on the show. You know, I always talk about it and I don't know if anyone cares, but I really want Juliana Zobrist on the show. Yes. I want to sit down in person with her and interview her. Um, I just have followed her and I just am super intrigued and like her, you know. Um, So we're probably interviewing Christine Kane's coming on. Uh, Candace Cameron yeah. Burr. Is that how you say her last name? Uh, We're going to need to yeah, figure that out. I think so. <laughs> um, it's coming on. Micah May from May Designs yes, is coming on. She's a really great story. So it's going to be a good year. Yeah. Candace, the girl, the, um, I, I'm not going to call oh, her Candace this to her Payne. face. Candace Payne Chewbacca. Yes. That video. It's hysterical. Which went viral. Yes. She's coming down to the studio to interview. And so yes. it'll be a lot of fun. That'll be so fun. So 2018 is going to have great guests. Um, 
I have something, a small thing coming out January 30th. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my book, If You Only Knew, mm-hmm. releases January 30th. Yes. Which is like a few days over a month from today. Yeah. Can you believe it? No. I just, I can't believe it. I was actually on my way here re-listening to the episode, The Joy Egret. How do you say your name? Joy, Joy Egridge Reed. Uh, yes. Um, and in that episode, you said you had just turned in the day before your manuscript. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And you're it like, was due February 28th. Yeah. And so I think that was like the first show in March. Um, crazy. So it's been, I mean, you've done a lot of work. A lot of work. It's been a two-year process, which yeah. is what books are like, yeah. you know, two years. So it comes out January 30th. You can pre-order it now at Amazon and then it shows up on your doorstep on January 30th, which mm-hmm. I think is really cool. Uh, we're going to do a book tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Working Amanda on- is doing a lot of work on that. All the work. Let's be honest. Um, Amanda's like, you actually are the one who's who said, I think that we should do this. Oh, yes. I Yeah. yeah. I yeah. definitely think we should do it. Yeah. So we we're, are going to do Can it. we say some of the places we're going? Like, don't, yeah. don't, don't hold us to this because we're still planning this, yeah. but, and it's going to happen February, March. Right. Yeah. That's the plan right now. So we'll be in Dallas, um, Atlanta, the DC area. Uh, we're hoping for somewhere in California, still working on those details, Seattle area and Chicago and Nashville. That's so fun. Yeah. And then Austin, we're going to do something yeah, yeah, yeah. in Austin too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. It's, it's always fun for me to meet people out who listen to the happy hour. So thank you for that. What else in 2018? We've got a live event. We have a live event, which if you've never been to the live events, we're just going to tell you, you need to get to a live yeah, event. It's so fun. They are so much fun. We did two of those in 2017. The first one, um, our guests um, were Terry Lee Cobble, Carrie Sowers, Melanie Dale and Jamie Nato, which they've all been on the show before. Mm-hmm. And we highly recommend their episodes. Yeah. Uh, and then the one we did in the fall, we did it out at Green Acres and we had Jamie Golden and Jessica Thompson. Mm-hmm. And then we had Melanie Schenkel and Jess Conley. Yes. So fun. Those weekends were so fun. Those weekends were so much fun. It is- it's a lot of fun. The best place to figure out all this is to be on the newsletter. Yeah. But we sell tickets and we have, it's got food and drinks and vendors and giveaways and mm-hmm. the goodie bag is worth. Oh my gosh. The goodie bags this last time. They were the best ever. We're well over the cost of a ticket. Well over. Yeah. I don't know how we're going to repeat that, but no. we're going to try. Yeah. It's so much fun. So that's coming up. Do you want to tell the dates? We have not announced them anywhere. Let's do it. Right. Okay. Let's it's do it. It's the end of the year. It's the end of the year. You need to make plans. Yes. For May mm-hmm. 4th. And fifth. Yes. That's so crazy. So May Cinco 4th and Mayo. 5th, Cinco de Mayo. Um, it's two different shows. So on Friday night, we'll have two guests. And on Saturday, we'll have two separate guests. Uh-huh. Um, all out at Green Acres again, which is a lot of fun. And the cool thing about it being at Green Acres is that we also sell packages where you can stay out there. Yes. That's the best. Super fun. Super fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. We stayed out there. It's a lot of, yeah. it's a lot of fun. So that is May 4th and 5th. And then... On May 6th, I'm turning 40. 40. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I know I don't look it, but I am going to be 40. (laughs) (laughs) And in May, it'll also be the happy hours four-year anniversary. Yep. Which we probably won't have a party or anything because we'll just, we'll have the live event. That'll be our party. Yeah. So. We'll also have our 200th episode in July. That's crazy. Yeah. We should get a cake or something. Yeah. Yeah, so 2018 is going to be a great year. And I'm going to be doing some stuff on the road with LifeWaste. That'll be fun. So I'll get to be in more cities and I would love to see you guys. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. 
So 2017 in review, we give it two thumbs up. Two thumbs up for sure. You guys, thanks for listening to the happy hour. Um, I know that there are a thousand podcasts that you can listen to every week and you come back every single week to listen to the show. And our goal here is to give you a good show that is worth your time. We hope that each show encourages you, inspires you and points you to Jesus. One new thing about the happy hour, you're going to hear new music next week. So fun. I can't wait. We haven't changed our music in a long time. No. Have you heard the new music? I've heard pieces of it. We actually, our friend Matt Graham is actually creating it. And he's super talented. Super talented. Yeah. I can't wait to hear it. So new music next week. Oh, you know what? I also need to tell them about this. In the months of probably January and February, I'm going to have an extra show each week. That's going to be just me interviewing people, asking them, what is this thing in your life or this moment or this season where you were afraid if people knew, what would they think about you? Mm -hmm. It comes from, you know, my book. A lot of it is I was scared of people knew my past or if they Mm -hmm. knew my current struggles or whatever that they would think less of me. And so I want to sit people down and ask them, what is it for you? How did it feel when you shared those things out loud? And what has God done? So we have a lot of great guests coming on to do that. Jenny Allen's coming on to do that with me, Melanie Dale. Um, some of my personal friends here, um, Sean Osman, Catherine Garza. So yeah, you're going to come on and do one with me? I uh, don't have plans to. Okay. Well, you're welcome. Okay. <laughs> uh, so 2018 is going to be fun. You guys, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amanda, thanks for sitting down with me. Absolutely. All right. See you guys in 2018. Peace. Peace. Okay, guys, that was our final show of 2017. And I'd say we went out with a bang. I love my friend Amanda. She works with me and she's one of my greatest friends. And I love that you got to hear about her story that she's walked through this year with her heart. Also, we told you what we loved. We love them all. Let's just get that out of the way. We loved every single show of last year. Those are some of our top favorites. I would love to hear from you about what shows you loved. We have a Happy Hour Facebook group where we talk about the shows every week after they happen. It's easy for you to find. Go to jamieivy.com slash happy hour Facebook. Also, you guys, my book that's coming out, If You Only Knew, it comes out January 30th that we talked about. But I want to tell you, this is super cool, is that everyone that's on my newsletter is going to get the first chapter for free. That's right. I'm going to give you the first chapter so you can get your little taste buds wet with the book. Go to jamieivy.com slash newsletter. Sign up for the newsletter. Also, we told you that's where we announce stuff for the Happy Hour Live events, like who our guests are going to be, which we've already confirmed too, but I cannot tell you who they are. So jamieivy.com slash newsletter. And while you're at it, you can get the book on Amazon. It'd be great for you to get it there as well. Today's show is edited by Chris with Podshaper and the music is from Jason Poe. And next week we'll have new music, you guys. Thanks for listening, guys, and Happy New Year. I will see you in 2018. Hey, Mom. First things first, thank you. It's my one-year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost.